Digital lenders in Kenya will not be onboarding new customers. In this episode, we break down the whys and who will be getting the short end of the stick. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your Pulse and Everything Business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial and you can find me at Ritha Dong. In Kenya, digital lenders have decided that they will no longer give loans to new customers outside their existing database of borrowers, citing the continued freeze out of the credit reference bureaus. The Digital Lenders Association of Kenya chairman Kevin Mutiso said members will now only lend to repeat customers on their databases. Churchill Ogutu, economist with IC Asset Managers, joins us for this episode to discuss these issues further. Is the freeze out of the Credit Reference Bureau the only factor why digital lenders are taking this stance? Here there are two issues that are that are coming into play. The first one is the recent legislation. Uh, that was passed in Parliament to the effect that now digital lenders will be under the purview of the Central Bank of Kenya. And in that is that uh, all the lending activities will be supervised by the Central Bank of Kenya. We'll not see the kind of predatory lending that the digital lenders have accustomed potential borrowers to, as opposed to the more or less regulated lending. Uh, that is supervised by the Central Bank of Kenya. So that's one, whereby digital lenders are under the purview of the Central Bank of Kenya, so they have to play according to the rules, guidelines, stipulations that have been put in place by the Central Bank of Kenya. The other issue is uh, the recent uh, announcement by the president that uh, there should be a suspension or more or less a moratorium of listing of uh, borrowers into the to the credit reference bureaus. Uh, so those two issues, I think, is at the heart of this recent move uh, by the digital lenders, not to issue um, credit to new borrowers outside their database. Right now, uh, the import of the directive by the president, uh, whereby there'll be a moratorium of negative listing of potential borrowers or, or borrowers, is that they will not be sharing this information across the board. They find that uh, the digital lenders, they'll just stick to the existing database. So that's where they'll uh, continue uh, lending their credit to the existing pool of uh, borrowers as opposed to going branching out and uh, venturing and uh, bringing on board other people. What demographic is likely to suffer from this digital lending freeze? Overall, it will have a neutral effect uh, uh, for people who right now are borrowing uh, from banks and now switching into the digital lenders. Perhaps the only knock may, it might have is that uh, for the young borrowers, people who are not even in the banking system right now, their mode of uh, borrowing, first touch in terms of uh, borrowing is with the digital lenders because it doesn't have as an elaborate process as it is in the uh, formal banking sector. So those young borrowers or young people who are coming into the banking system uh, or who might have barriers gaining credit from the banking system, those are the people who may be impacted negatively by this move uh, by the digital lenders. So those are just my few thoughts around that issue. What does this mean for the growth prospects of the digital lending sector? So I think that uh, by and large, uh, most people who 
uh, go to borrow from the digital lenders. I think uh, that has been maxed out in the sense that uh, I don't see uh, that organic growth by digital lenders. If you're one person who who was accustomed to borrowing from the digital lenders, uh, perhaps you your name or your profile is still in the database of each of the I think eighteen digital uh, lenders in the in the country. And if you are in the banking system, you're used to the banking system, it might be difficult for you now to end up getting to the other side. That was Churchill Ogutu, economist with IC Asset Managers. And in other stories making it into the podcast, the Central Bank of Nigeria voted unanimously to keep its monetary policy rate at 11.5% for a seventh straight time in November of 2021, in line with the market forecast. The decision came against the backdrop of decelerating inflation and is aimed at continuing supporting the fragile economic recovery. Policymakers noted that Nigeria's annual inflation eased to a 10-month low of 15.99% in October, largely due to sustained slowdown in food prices. Meanwhile, the country's annual economic growth slowed to 4% in the third quarter of 2021 from an over-six-year high, over high of 5% in the second quarter amid poor performance in the oil sector. The bank cited persistent insecurity in large parts of the country as a major downside risk to the recovery of Africa's biggest economy. The composite lending business cycle indicator in South Africa dropped by 2.3% from a month earlier in September of 2021, reversing a 0.7% rise in the previous month. Seven of the nine available component time series decreased, while the remaining two increased. The largest detractors were decreases in the US dollar-denominated export commodity price index in the number of residential building plans approved. The two positive contributors were increases in the average hours worked per factory worker and the volume of orders in manufacturing. And a look at the markets. The Capital Markets Authority of Kenya has announced the issuance of guidelines on share buybacks for listed companies in Kenya, which were gazetted on November 12, 2021. A share buyback, also known as share repurchase, is the acquisition of limited companies of its own shares. However, the CMA guidelines on share buybacks go a step further to address circumstances that are specific to listed companies in such transactions. They address issues such as requirements for shareholders' circular on-market transactions, minimum capital and free float requirement, share buyback relating to a class of shares and treatment of treasury shares. Other issues addressed include the volume of shares to be purchased, disclosures to the Nairobi Securities Exchange, approval of delisting and privatizations by independent shareholders. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or share index traded slightly lower, around 70,520 on Tuesday, in line with its global peers as investors weighed stricter pandemic restrictions in Europe and the prospect of tighter monetary policies ahead. Locally, South African Health Minister Joe Pala said the country is seeing a rise in COVID-19 infections, but that health officials will not move to introduce stricter lockdown restrictions at the moment. On the economic data front, South Africa's composite leading business cycle indicator dropped by 2.3% from a month earlier in September of 2020. On the corporate front, tech Naspers was among the worst performers, tracking weakness in tech firms in Hong Kong. 
Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at The Donk.